Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Good Talks podcast. My name is Mark Little and I'm Marie Murataya. And uh, we're here on, uh, I have a Monday off. That is amazing. So I'm really living it up here, podcasting and recording the sound of my voice. Yeah, you know, uh, it's a good life, the podcast lifestyle. I tell you, I don't mind it at all. Um, maybe mainly because I like the sound of my own voice, especially when processed through a microphone. Um, uh, Neve, uh, 66, uh, 33, 609. Is that, is that what I'm running through? Uh, I'm sure everyone out in the audience is like, oh yeah, 33, 609. I love that compressor. Legendary, I know. legendary compressor limiter used for the broadcasting world. Oh my God. How exciting. Right on, folks. You thought it was the real hardware version, didn't you? But no, this is actually being used on the Apollo 8X, the newest generation <laughs> from UAD, one of the most lit pieces of hardware software integration you can get today. Um, this way, this uh, podcast is uh, 100% brought to you by UAD. They just don't know it yet. And Binchata. Ah, Binchata. <laughs> For when you're thirsty... But need a protein drink, binchata. Keep your body fueled and your soul on fire. Please drink responsibly. Shout out to Justin Bieber for hopping on the binchata track. Um, I know you heard the promo the other day, and we'll probably uh, drop it in periodically, just so you can be reminded of the greatness of binchata uh, merchandise coming soon. Yeah, I think that. Having the Biebs on here every once in a while is a great way for him, not only us, but for him to get some exposure. Sure, so, sure. Um, I really appreciate him being a part of this and being a part of our lives. And I'm glad you got a good vocal warm up in there. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just glad that uh, I think it's important, uh, as we've seen in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, <clears throat> you don't want to get painted into any sort of box, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, so for Justin to just be a pop singer, I mean, it's great. He's making it. He's making a great career. Don't don't get me wrong, but for him to step into the advertisement world, I think is huge. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, thank you for um, agreeing. Um, anyways, <sighs> rich dad, poor dad. I tell you that just uh, that whole idea uh, is is cool. I like the idea, um, which is seemingly counterintuitive to a lot of uh, what you're taught. In, uh, in mainstream education, mm -hmm. but the idea of learning a lot, um, about, uh, learning about a lot of different things. Learning a little about a lot. Yeah. Um, and not a little like, you know what paint is, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty well-versed in paint. That's blue. That's green. Right. But knowing like how things, various things work and being update, like kept up to date on their developments um yeah so like that the whole idea of taking jobs for education as right. opposed to just for uh job security or right uh, things like that right no i i definitely agree i agree with you there and it's interesting because i think uh the whole job security thing mm -hmm. when i called you or we talked the other day on the phone while when you got uh your teaching job back for the city for the mm -hmm. improv classes. Yeah. And I mentioned it was before I read that chapter in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But I said, like, are you going to make sure that, you, you know, you don't lose that job and you have some job security? And you laughed at me. 
and I was very confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read the I read the part where he talks about like you know not taking a job just for job security, but being well versed in various things. Because I think you are mm. very well versed in various things. It's kind of like. I call you a jack of all trades and a master of all because. Oh my gosh! Wow. Well, I do, you're so good at everything you do. It's wow. almost intimidating. Wow. That's all, almost intimidating. Almost. Um. No, but it's just you are very good at everything you do, and so I think it's very important that you keep learning new things about new things. Um, yeah. And I, well, thank you. You're uh, and I think that's uh, why, it, you know, it's one of those. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Like bias affirming lessons kind of so i read that in the book mm. and then i'm like haha perfect so what i've been doing all along is right <laughs> you know um because i i have always felt the need or or at least the pull to be like i want to try this i want to try that um and i and i don't really just want to be okay at this stuff like i want to get pretty good at everything i'm doing right um and that in the past has been something that kind of stressed me out because I was like, before having um, this perspective, uh, which I think is is a perspective that's even more relevant now probably than when he first wrote this book. Um, the idea that you should be able to at least communicate in a lot of different fields, if not be able to, to do well in them. Right. I think now, especially like, with doing something like a podcast or mm-hmm. having a YouTube channel or, you know, being a content creator in quotes, uh, is, right. is, uh, that's exactly what that is because I mean, I know for doing sweater boys, we have to create our own artwork. We have to right. understand our business. Um, we have to know how to market, uh, how to promote. We know how <laughs> to, how to, how to produce the music in general all of it and it's just crazy i mean just yeah. within music production like it used to be and it still is that there's a writer there's a producer there's an artist there's a separate guy who plays keyboards there's a mixer there's a mastering engineer <laughs> and right and so yeah and, and then and now it's just like well technology has allowed me to have the tools that all of those people used to have sure which used to be like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff and still is if you're doing it in a a traditional way but uh now you know for a few grand or less you probably do it you'll probably do it for free aside from from a computer um if uh if you really wanted to there's so much there's so much out there now it's just awesome i love it no that's good it's good that you love it and it's good that you're willing to learn about it when you need to you gotta do it Uh uh-huh um i think that like for me i'm on the opposite end of that where i went to grad school because i had because i had to right um and i'm not trying to brag uh but it's i Uh, went none of this has sounded like a brag so far well i didn't mean it like that i I should have started in a different way but i was in college and i decided what i wanted to do because it was something that was really interesting to me and learned well if you want to do that thing you actually have to go even further in specializing and get your master's degree to be able to um, be hired on as a speech pathologist and not just a teacher or you know not just um anything else like i wanted to do that one thing and so I did it and because I was I'm really I think one of my strong suits 
in uh, my education is that I'm a good student. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned that that's different than being a good learner. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I can be, you know, I am a good learner, but I, I can be a very good hyper-focused student. And so it really helped me in also being a good learner through the grad process and then getting a job and everything. But now I'm in a highly specialized field Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, if I didn't have a job right now, I'd have to really learn, like I'd have to learn something new. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's interesting to read because I, I'm like, Oh, like, I think I, I do a good job of, I have other things that I really like to do that right now are maybe quote unquote hobbies. Um, but I, but I'm trying not like, I don't know how to say it. I'm trying to not have them be hobbies. Like sure. I'm blogging and I take, you know, I'm uh, learning more about photography and the things that I like to do outside of my work life. Yeah, absolutely. That um, could actually, now that I know enough about them, if I weren't to have that highly specialized job be, those would be useful for me. Right. Useful and the, skills. And I think what's cool about all those skills is they're skills that uh, even if they're not producing income for you in the immediate sense, right? they always could be. And mm-hmm. even probably more importantly, they're always fun, you know, as, exactly. as long as you're doing them um, with that kind of mindset. Like, I'm just trying to have, have a good time. And then like we were talking about the other day, you enjoy the process. And then the more, mm-hmm. the more fun you have, the more you keep doing it. And uh, the more you do it, well, the better you get. <clears throat> Isn't isn't that pretty neat? That is pretty neat. And then all of a sudden, uh, you're getting really good at stuff, and people are like, "Hey, will you do this for me?" Right? Because uh, it seems like you're really good at it, and you're like, "Oh, damn!" Uh, well, I guess since I've been doing this for you know, what ten thousand hours, according to Malcolm Gladwell, uh, <laughs> that uh, I have gotten pretty good. Oh yeah, it reminds me actually. I meant to tell you, I didn't tell you this. Um, what? Yesterday, so I had Valentine's Day brunch at my house with my friends, mm-hmm. and. Um, I, I'm the photographer of the group now because I have a nice camera that, well, we have a nice camera. Sorry. Um, it's funny how the, the equipment, the equipment <laughs> oh, dictates your Everybody's stuff. like, well, you have, well, this is because this is the, what is said. You have the camera, you know, right. and, no, of course. and that's fine. I love taking pictures. I love editing, but that means I'm going to be real annoying and tell you guys to do different things and make you take fun pictures. That's all right. Anyways. Um, so we took pictures and then right away, one of my friends was like, can you put that edit on that you did, you know, or that filter pre- preset that you put on that one photo you posted on Instagram? And I was like, okay. And she's like, and can you send it to me after you edit it? And I, I made my, a little joke yeah, about like, how much money. Yeah. Here's my PayPal. Well, I said, I was like 300 bucks for the preset hey. package, you know, and of course they're my girlfriends like, yes. And I, and it's. And it's funny because I was also reading after that whole thing last night in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where he talks about giving, um, you know, and and I think that's good because then if I give her that and I and of course, I'm not going to tell my, you know, I don't know in that moment where I'm like, this isn't my business yet. So, yeah, that it's a weird line. It is a weird line, right? Because it's one of those things where if your mindset is uh, always it isn't my business yet. Then it never will be. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's my friend. Like, she wants a preset. Like, I can throw a preset. Right. right. And, and of course, there's probably, at least in the immediate, there's probably more value in the first, in the, well, the second one, and just giving your friend yeah. a preset and be like, uh, 
would you just like every time time you use it say uh hey marie made this preset exactly tag me up exactly well and the thing is too there's another um podcast the gold digger podcast i love Mm -hmm. that podcast that i listened to with jenna kutcher and she there's in a lot of her her podcast she talks about because she's a big social media influencer um, and she talks about the importance of giving to your community mm-hmm. and she's always offering free classes, free workshops, like webinars yeah. and all this stuff. But she talks about like when you are starting out and you're building a following, you have to honor those that are already there for you and already supporting you. And my girlfriends oh, yeah. are already, I mean, they've been there yeah. for me through a lot of just life stuff. So it's like, of course I'm not gonna, you know, I'm going to be giving in that sense, but yeah. you, um, when you have that and you have somebody that's like wants your product and you give that to them and then somebody else, one of her friends might see that filter and say, where did you get that preset? You know, right. the idea would be that then that comes back to you. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, so it's kind it, of a game. It is. It's a hundred percent the game. It's marketing. It's like, I know for, for making beats, you know, um, some of the biggest, uh, what uh, producers, I was going to call them internet producers, but now they're just, they're just producers mm-hmm. or People like uh, Cash Money AP, who is a, a guy who, a French guy, who is enormous on YouTube. And now he has, you know, hits with many people. Um, but all of his beats are up on YouTube as like a free beat. Right. So you can download these things and they're going to have his little tag in there. Like, Cash Money AP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard guy, that one. That guy. Um, <laughs> but he's, you know, he's enormous. And if he wasn't giving his stuff away... Right, he just kind of destroys the barrier to entry in a positive way. There you by, go. By uh, giving it away for free. So now these people are like, well, I might as well make a song on it. Uh, and if he gets however many, you know, thousands of downloads a month or a day or whatever, and one person makes a hit, he still, the beat is not theirs now. Right? Yeah. Uh, all it takes is for, is for one to blow up, especially with music, really with anything. Uh, yeah, in, in the, it's in the true. social media age, it's like you blow up one time, and I think it's Gary V who talks about this. It's like then you get people's attention, mm-hmm. but then if you have their attention, then it's like okay, now you have what? to have momentum. Keep it, mm-hmm. yeah. So just keep the keep the content and keep doing what you did to get there, right? Right, as opposed to like, uh oh, now everyone's eyes are on me. Like I'm gonna freeze up. I don't know what to do now. Right. So you just, right. keep, you just keep doing your thing. Right. Now it's funny. And you know, when I started blogging and creating all that content, I got real nervous and even just with posting. Cause then I get nervous cause my coworkers follow me. They're going to yeah. go read stuff, you know, and you worry about your image in a way. And that, I think it's a, just a human, human thing where at first you're kind of like, well, what are people going to think? What sure. are they going to say? Are they going to talk to me about this at work? <laughs> you know, but yeah. then, but more often than not, I'm getting like, oh my gosh, I love that picture you posted and I, right. you know, whatever. And if they think something so far, I haven't gotten any negative feedback. I'm still pretty new to this game, but I've had really great positive feedback and sure. it's helping me keep that momentum. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean, every time I put out a blog, I still have this little like, okay, who's going to read this? But I'm like, I'm not right. going to stop. Right. I'm going to keep going. No. And that's great. I think that's like another rich dad, poor dad thing. Mm-hmm. And just a kind of a big life skill is learning how to manage that fear because i know for me with with music or with with art and anything that you really are like putting yourself into 
the second you put that stuff out into the world, you're like, all right. And, and the, the projects you feel like that about are the ones that are usually the most well-received because they're the, the yeah. realest ones. Yeah. And that's why I they're agree. so scary to put out. I agree. Because you're like, like, <laughs> well, we're going to see what happens. Uh, and people are probably going to be like, oh, damn, like that's mm-hmm. that's what you think about this or, or that's how you think or, or whatever, whatever. But right. But it really doesn't matter um, whatsoever what <laughs> what anyone else thinks. Um, right. It's meaningful to you. And I mean, the whole point of um, gathering a following is it it's connection based I feel like so Mm -hmm. you're building connections and you feel a certain way about something and people either reject that or they like it but either way that's some kind of a connection and sure the more people that like it are gonna follow and it's um what's that video which the how to be a leader or whatever that TED talk oh yeah 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 I just love that I can refer to that all day about everything yeah no that's that's an excellent video it's like how to start a movement yeah there you go yeah it starts out with the the one guy who just looks like a nut he's just out there just (laughs) dancing freaking out like a park or something right there's just people around yeah it's either a park or like a festival or like something something yeah Yeah. and then uh, no that's a good a good video we should we should link that thing yeah you know, and all of a sudden he's uh, he gets one follower, and then the guy talks about I think I forget what his name is. I think it's the guy from CD Baby, uh, okay. who is giving that TED talk. Um, who's interesting, just an interesting guy <laughs> in himself, and and I think he, if I'm not mistaken, he does a lot of like he started out giving a lot of stuff away or things like that. It's just you know, it's just it is the way to start because yeah, at the beginning, in anything really you're either an intern or you know mm-hmm. or you're doing work without getting Free paid labor or, yep and it's just to if, i mean obviously to build your skills but to also get people to be like oh you can do this like well i could use you like you seem cool Whatever. right so right no. it's all good stuff i agree freaking there was something i was i wanted to there was an instagram thing i, I wanted to uh, pull up but oh, that's what you're doing. I was like, yeah, yeah. What are you over there doing? No, I couldn't. Uh, I can't. I can't remember which one it was. But mm. this this is another good one. Um, and it's called. It's just a list and of things that are enemies of innovation. Mm. Um, so number one, a culture of blame. So if you're mm. blaming, mm, yeah. See, that could yeah. be that's problematic. You're like, oh well, yeah. Well, that this happened because because you decided to get all crazy it's like well <laughs> like the world is against you yeah no mm. one's no one's ever going to try anything if they're getting blamed all the time heck no which i guess leads well into the second one which is uh no safe space to experiment gotta do it yeah experimentation i mean yeah i know in freaking music that's <laughs> that's how what 99 if not 100 percent of the stuff is created uh for us is it's right. like well, let's see what happens if we do this and then we do this. And then most of the time it's the th- the th- unexpected thing that happens that we're like, oh, we'll we'll use that one. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking that, um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if I if I need to admit this. I guess it doesn't matter. But um, I experiment a lot at work. And yeah. I, I love what I do. So I bring it up a lot because I love what I do. But um <laughs> You know, there's it's called best practice, and there's a way that things are. You know, they get done, or there's research-based uh, 
strategies you can use with yeah. kids with communication disorders, right? So, yes, those are there, and I do I do follow the research, and I have you know I want, we have to use evidence based practices and things like that. But you don't every individual's different, and so I experiment with what's going to work with my students, and I find it to be very fun. Yeah, um, you know, and and when you you don't know and you're kind of like i don't know if this going to work let's trial it out and it right. works and you're like that's it i got oh, yeah. him you know and it's just such a good it's a good feeling personally but it's just like then you know you're on to something and i think part of the creative side of me gets really excited yeah. in those moments at work because there's a lot of paperwork and there's a lot of black and white and then when i get to when i let myself just kind of be free creatively in that kind of a setting it's it's very successful so, yeah. Yeah. Experimentation. And, and it's, it is my safe space. I set it up that way. So yeah. there you go. And you know, there's probably something to be said that when you're doing that, uh, especially if you, if you go into it, not knowing what you're going to do, you're just using your intuition to create oh, yeah. this, this experiment for these kids. And you're like, Hmm, well, this kid seems like, you know, to, to respond to this. So if we, let's try a version and, you oh, know, yeah. and all of a sudden now they're, responding better than they've ever responded before exactly yeah i do that's very similar to uh how it goes teaching the improv classes Mm -hmm. right like one group of people will just absolutely destroy a certain game like in 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 the the best sense (laughs) yes i've been in that group before no 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 in a positive way (laughs) no i know i know just like make a, a game that uh has you've seen be good just be amazing and you're oh, just like oh i see yeah 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 and you're just like whoa i've also been in that group like that, that was, <laughs> i did not know this game was that cool you yeah. know um for uh, just That's even, like even that emotional book club right like, oh yeah 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 i didn't even think of that when i was going to say game night yeah but yeah exactly so that happens and then also the opposite happens uh when you're just like this game is amazing like you guys are going to love it it's going to be so great. Uh, and then they get up there and you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, everyone. I can't believe I put everyone through that. Yeah. Both the audience and the people in it. Um, but really, no, I don't know. I was going to say, really, it's not my fault. Uh, but, but yes, I'm you're blameless, kidding. Mark Little. No. No, um, no the director is, is always the, the most. To blame. Mm-hmm. The captain goes down with the ship. Hell yeah. Um, no, I know. And you're good. Unless That's why win. you're a really great director because you... You know, you lead us fearlessly. Um, but no, yes. I yeah, you, the experimentation. Well, see, and that brings us back to just what one of the reasons I love improv is it is such a safe space to be creative and experiment. But you do. You can like fail. Right. And be OK failing. Oh, 100%. And I think and that and going back to just that, having that safe space to experiment, you need to know it's OK to fail. And he says that in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah. You know, you have to be OK making mistakes. And I think that. I just noticed that a lot in this public school system mm-hmm. where I don't think there are as many safe spaces for kids mm-hmm. to make mistakes. And one of my um, administrators at my school, actually, in a lot of our meetings has begun, begun bringing up the fact that we want kids to be OK failing. Right. Because we have parents like, how can I help my kid? Well, he should be doing better or this and that. And yeah. we're kind of taking a step back and and making it OK and saying, especially because I work with preschoolers. Right. And it's like, no, it's OK yeah. to be make mistakes and learn and and that's where problem solving skills come from and so when you're be you know when you're making music and you're learning what works and doesn't work it's really important to have that space yeah to be okay with failing 
No, definitely. I think that's a an interesting point because it's kind of a fine line to walk or you can you can see when that goes too far is yeah. is kind of the uh and I mean I'm, I'm assuming it can go too far cuz anything can uh cuz that's where you get people who are like the you know quote unquote snowflakes are just like <laughs> right it's like everything i do is fine because right because i can't fail because there is no failure but but i'm not i i completely agree like everyone needs to to have the complete freedom to fail to fail and to learn what to do differently right not just to fail and walk away and say eh, i failed at that right but why did i fail at that how could i make how could i do it differently yeah i mean your favorite president benjamin franklin sure probably made bifocals 20 million times before he got it right that's a lot of times but, but maybe <laughs> you know but you know just that idea of like but who was it? Albert Einstein or no? Oh, it's Edison. Light bulb. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. My light bulb needs to turn on. Um, yeah. So, you know, you d- I think yeah. it's, I think it's more about learning when we fail. Learning from it. Learning from it versus right. just being like, I can fail. Right. Or even even worse, uh, failing and then being handed a trophy for it. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I think because I think right, that's like <laughs> that. I think th- things like that are probably more the issue really then because there's nothing wrong and everything right with being encouraged to okay keep you know just try uh something and right and see what your outcome is right and then learn if this wasn't the outcome you wanted okay how do i change it to get the outcome i wanted or if this outcome was a surprise and you really enjoy it what did i do to get here exactly as opposed to like I'm trying to hit the bullseye. Let me throw this thing. That didn't work. That's cool because you threw it anyways. Like, and your name's already on a trophy that yeah. we made three weeks Here ago. Here you go. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, yeah. I that's, agree. I, yeah, I guess because it's, it's then you're training someone to be like, being right in the middle is great. Go for it. Yeah. And, you know, in a sense, it is great, I guess, to be in the middle. Um, if that's what makes you happy. But I think yeah. that... That's kind of where a lot of uh, our people that, well, I, I don't have science backing me up on this, but I just feel like I, I notice even in my world, in my community, mm. that middle where people just are like, oh, what to do. Mm. They just seem to be the most unhappy. Yeah. Like, because there's not as much motivation. Right. I think motivation, at least for me as a human, motivation is something that I need and I like to be inspired, which is why I like to do these podcasts because I feel like I walk away inspired. Yeah, absolutely. So. No, it's great. It's, uh, I, I like the podcast because it uh, allows me to decipher like all the different positive information that mm-hmm. I've, that I've had, uh, <laughs> that, you know, that I've taken in, that I've consumed and then like refilter it through my own consciousness and be like, ah, yes, right. that is a good point. Like that is really useful. Um, and then hopefully integrate it more and more into my own life. I agree. Actually, that gives me an idea for a future podcast. Um, when we finish, we're almost done reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I feel like when oh. we finish, because we have this new and updated version with the recaps at the end of each chapter, we should 
probably each go through and pick a favorite quote Mm -hmm. to talk about. Like you have a favorite, I have a favorite. Sure. Highlight it, bring it to the podcast and go through each chapter, each quote and talk about it. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. I like it. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm down to basically abuse this podcast as uh, just a way to uh, book club co- commemorate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to to remember the things I've learned over the year. Um, yeah, I I think so. Imagine if we'd started this podcast and we started reading books together. There'd be a lot, of, uh, a lot of information going on. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a great idea. Um, Oh, well. It's just good. It's just good to, to keep on learning. And especially, you know, they say uh, when you turn and teach someone something, you know, I don't know how what percentage that helps you learn better. But I know uh, in moments where I'm trying to teach someone something, it's like you have to reevaluate your understanding of this thing. And you're like, OK, is what I believe right? Right. Because I, I don't really <laughs> want to teach someone else this wrong way and Absolutely. then have them come back and be like, uh, yeah, you're an idiot. Right? Then, uh, <laughs> Sorry about my life. Uh, oh, wow. Jeez. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, but that whole idea. How, how positive. That whole idea of learning through teaching, because yeah. I'm essentially teaching, and uh, I've had those moments where I'm like, yeah, I might need to refine this skill, sure. <laughs> you know? But yep. then when you do... And when, that's that experimentation. Right. And that's yeah. exactly it. And it's so uh, gratifying when you do figure it out. And then the on the other side, though, when you're like, Teaching a rote thing, there'll be, there be things I'm teaching my students I've been doing well, like successfully, like teaching them, yeah. you know, you see the progress, so it's black and white, it's there, but you'll, I'll still have aha moments, like, I can't even think of a specific one, but pretty recently, I was like, sitting there during a speech therapy session, and I'm doing the same thing over and over with a student, but I, I realized in doing that what I was actually doing. Hmm. Like, I can't... Like, you, you realize kind of more the underlying theme yeah. of this thing that you were... Yeah. 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 And I, I remember just, like, in the middle of it, just kind of, like, looking at my slipper, my assistant who's in there, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I get what I'm doing now. Hmm. <laughs> like, I think it was a play thing. We were playing um, a game, and uh, I think I was playing with cars on a racetrack mm-hmm. or something, you know, and having the students put the cars on it and they go down and teaching them down and up and all these things. But I realized um, just the routine of that. I can't, I can't really remember. I probably wrote it down somewhere, but Mm -hmm. it was just really cool because I'm like, Oh, like we're actually building such great skills with just this or, you know, and something like that. So yeah. Yeah. Ooh, the phone. Yeah. Ooh, the phone. Well, on that note, (laughs) experimentation, um, were there any other points on there and we'll come back to them? We can come back to these. Okay. But uh, I think <clears throat> I think we should we should end it there for now. I think so. That's fine. Um this has been The Good Talks. My name is Mark Little. And my name is Marie Murataya. Thank you for listening. Talk to you later. Bye.